who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Lean. Hello and welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Lean. It's my favorite day of the week. It's my favorite time of the year, actually. It is spooky season. It is time to get back on that school bus like the one in Halloween Town and get spooky with me. Joining me today is Rebecca, the ghost guy, uh, TikTok famous. She does all these ghost reenactments that she goes through personally on a daily basis. So let's welcome her to the show. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for you to be here. I put a little poll up on Instagram and lots of people, lots of questions for you. We're going to be talking to Rebecca about her gift and her abilities. Let's start with my terrible TV recommendations. My first one is for a show on Netflix. Netflix called Midnight Mass. It's very religious. I think religion uh, scares me more than ghosts. Do highly recommend watching this show. It's called Midnight Mass. That is my terrible TV recommendation of the week. I would recommend, um, it's called Ghost. It's on HBO Max. It was originally aired on BBC. It is a comedy, but it is a spooky comedy. Um, It's about a woman who essentially wakes up after an accident and starts to see all the ghosts that are in this house that she inherited. There's a lot of intuitive stuff going on there because when you're woke like to the other side, yes, it's it's very similar to what actually happens and it's ridiculous. Uh, some news, you guys, I'm going to be premiering on Netflix in about two weeks, uh, October 8th. The show is a sitcom. It's called Pretty Smart. Your boy has been busy this summer keeping all these secrets in, and now they're finally flooding out. So make sure to check that out. Those are our terrible TV recommendations. Rebecca's here to talk about the spooky season, so let's kind of get into it. But the first thing that I was thinking is, what is terrible? And I got it. Ouija boards. Oh, no. (laughs) Are they not terrible? (sighs) Okay, okay. So... The thing with Ouija boards is it's not necessarily that the board itself is unsafe. It's all about the user, right? Mm. Think of it like a phone, right? People go into it with the wrong mindset. So they'll go into it and they'll be like, oh, anything could be on the other side. Let's have anything come out and talk. And ideally, you don't want anything to come talk to you. I mean, who goes to a crowded space and they're just like, ah, anything please come at me whatever you want whatever it may be it's far better to be searching for someone and always to trust your intuition and it is kind of just like opening your front door and saying whoever wants to come in can come in yeah Uh, i actually used to use that metaphor um it's like a frat party where they open the doors and they have free beer right so anybody can come in And at some point, you know, you might have some good conversations. Some people might leave with one another and that's fine. But like, it turns into, okay, well, what if, what if you want to go to sleep later, but there's still beer and so people still want to stay and they're having a good time. It comes down to how strong is your will to get them out, to shut the door. And unfortunately, because a lot of people have never practiced this before, they don't know where their willpower comes from and so they don't know how to essentially shut the door and that's Mm. the issue oh my god i love this already people are going to (laughs) find this very insightful so just for full discretion i feel like i should talk about my experiences with you so i feel like i lived on a very active area of california 
I just lived in a very active haunted house. So I've, I've always felt like I was a little open to the other side and I had kind of that ticket, so to speak, to the, mm-hmm. to the gun show, whatever you want to call it. It can be like that sometimes. <laughs> to the peep show. Yeah, mm-hmm, like that too, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I was uh, always curious about that. I met a girl and she ended up becoming my first girlfriend. Her name was Laura and I went to her house And she told me that she had spirits in her house. And she told me that she used to have a little man come through her closet door and give her gifts. Oh. And I asked her, like, how did this even occur? And she told me she started playing the Ouija board. And so she wasn't scared. This is like something that she dealt with. And and I was just like very, very concerned. I'm like, what do you mean there's like a leprechaun man coming out of the closet and giving you gifts? Like, that sounds terrifying. I was scared, never spent the night, but I did play the Ouija board one time with her in her house. And it was telling us to go outside on the back patio. And we did not go. Later on, the, the tree fell in the backyard and hit the back patio. That night, I went home, and I woke up in the middle of the night to three shadow figures in my bedroom with robes on, and one of them was directly in front of my bed, and he was reaching out towards me. Like I felt like they were trying to take me. Like I told this story to my friends and they've all freaked out or either that or they just flat out did not believe me and they're like what is what 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 yeah and so like my grandma came into the room and she turned on the light she was like what is happening because i was screaming obviously yeah and i told her and she completely believed me you know latin grandmas are catholic they're like oh we believe in the <laughs> we believe in good and evil girl um, so uh, that's what I do love about the Catholic religion. There is just like no question doubt. They're like, oh, you saw this? It exists. Get away from it. You must repent it. <laughs> it. It still amazes me to this day. I've had so many conversations with people with their various haunted stories of, you know, sometimes it's friendly, sometimes it's not, sometimes we don't know. Um, and still you're probably watching me. I don't know if you saw me on the camera. I'm just like making these big reactions because I'm like, yep, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, yes. Very fascinating, the whole uh, tree coming down and that it wanted you to go out. So to me, that's almost like, okay, were they trying to get the tree fixed or were you in harm? Or because you didn't do it, was did the tree come down as a result? Those experiences, seeing a little person coming out and uh, leaving gifts, uh, that's more... Celtic tradition refers to most fae. However, um, with us being in North America and of course this being a melting pot and people from all over the place, if you don't know exactly what you're dealing with, this could have been some kind of spiritual something or another that came from anywhere. That could have been that. Um, Some people will say, do not accept presents from the Fae, you know, like all this stuff. I don't know. I, I don't deal with them so much. I don't know what she opened, but she, she was a, a frequent user of the board. So I don't know what was in her house and like what she brought in. Does she know? 
I mean, I don't think so. I mean, this, we were kids. We were yeah. kids. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Rebecca. I just wanted to tell you, this is what happened. This is real. Yes, yes. That's all that happened. And then that night, I went home and had the most horrific, traumatizing, paranormal experience of my entire life. Like, hands down, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. Ever. When you start to open up and look out, what's out there can look back. It's like you're awakening this kind of side of yourself. And it doesn't always have to be scary. And so from there, there's kind of a decision to be made of, okay, who's this person? Um, Do I go over there? Maybe it's one of those things that has to do with, whoa, nobody's looked at me in like 50 years. I'm going to go over there because clearly this person is trying to connect. Now, you may have been like, oh, I was just looking. No, 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 I didn't want to have a conversation. You know, like, I I didn't want you to follow me home. I didn't want you to wake up. (laughs) They don't always get that, right? Oftentimes people will have these experiences seeing spirits either right before they're about to go to sleep or right when they're first waking up because our conscious is dulled enough for our subconscious to kind of meet it. And that's how we're able to see stuff. Please understand to anyone out there listening, and if you ever have these experiences in the future, if anything weird is happening, like if a spirit shows up and also the whole robe thing, totally creepy, totally unnecessary. Why were they robed? If I would have seen a man, it would have been different. I saw hooded figures. Sometimes I tell people it's important to keep spirits in spiritual context, but if we can kind of put it within our context a little bit more, like for example, Granted, as a kid, things were different because I was terrified most of the time. Now, if I were to wake up and I would see three hooded figures, I would look out and be like, what? Why are you hooded? Why is this necessary? (laughs) Take off your hood or go away. And if so, like, really, that's how it works. You know, I'm dead. It's consent. It's all consent. You know, somebody's in your room wearing a hood. Totally weird. Not necessary. I'm dead, Rebecca. You're like, excuse me. Why are you wearing that? I'm dead. (laughs) Really though, it's like, okay, your fashion choices. Excuse me. Why are you guys wearing matching robes? What is this? Are you guys in a singing group? Like what's happening? Like it's a handmaid's tale? Like what are we talking about? (laughs) I love that you have downplayed it so low that it's literally about an outfit question now. (laughs) That's the question I would have. I would be like, Okay, but, and what, you know, it's like, did I say you could reach out and try to touch me? I don't recall that consent happening. Like, remove yourself. Just the way that we project ourselves um, when we're in social situations, the air that we give off can make somebody uncomfortable enough that they leave. But we can do that with spirits. I want to get to the point where you have gotten to, where you're like, now, instead of freaking out, I would just be like, why are you wearing this hooded ensemble of yours? Um, obviously, you said you were terrified. So, like, let's start from the beginning. How did your ability start? And then eventually, how did you navigate it? We would love to know. It's actually the earliest memory that I have. And it was pretty dramatic at the time. Um, I remember I was, you know, maybe two. I don't know how development works for humans. So I'm like, I was kind of walking at the time. That's that's as good of an age that I can give. My house growing up had a number of things in it. And I was so terrified about my experiences. I couldn't talk about them. My family wasn't close at that time. And go figure now looking back, like we've even looked at uh, old VHS tapes too. And we've seen 
stuff walking around in the VHS tapes, standing in my hallway, and I was looking at the window of my bathroom, which is just across the way, and I heard like a kind of thing, and then there was this mass that came through my window and actually went into my chest. I fell down, and the next thing I know, I was just staring at the ceiling, and I had no idea how I had gotten there. And, you know, I, I was just trying to perceive things and like, I wanted to cry, but I was shocked. And so like, eventually, eventually I just got up and walked away. So it was like a, like a T-boning of spirituality, like shooting towards you, literally. Yeah, it, that's the thing to this day. I'm not entirely sure what exactly it was from there. I was very clairvoyant or a uh, clear, clear vision. That's what it is. Um, as a kid. I would see these figures walking up and down my hallway. Some people might consider them like shadow figures. A lot of people are more prone to see shadow figures than to see physical features on things. And that's just because their perception hasn't made it to a place where it can perceive detail. Little me, I'm seeing these shadowy things walking up and down the hallway and it created so much fear for me that at a very young age, you know, my, my door was open so that my parents could hear me at night if something happened. I don't want to have it open anymore. Can I please shut my door? It was this terrifying feeling of if they look at me, if they know that I'm looking at them, they might come in here. And that was a lot to deal with. My abilities have changed over the years. I can still tap into different ones. But just like our physical bodies change, our abilities can change as well. It's kind of like, what do you choose to look into? What do you try to practice? And then also, I did shut off my abilities on and off uh, about three times over the past few years like of being alive. And so when I've done more work to reawaken, different senses will come forward. So right now, I am primarily clear cognizant. So that's like, when you just know something, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, it's like you just get information. Sometimes I will get visions. Sometimes I will get small things. Like if I'm describing a spirit in front of me, it's not always so easy to just say, okay, from top to bottom, this is what they look like. Sometimes I have to ask the spirit, okay, what are you wearing specifically? Like what, what color? And it's the, the answers coming to your mind? Yes. Now, that being said, I am restrengthening my clairvoyance, my clear vision, so to actually see with my eyes, right? That was one I hard shut off when I was a child because it was getting to be a lot and I didn't know what to do with it and I didn't know where to turn. There was, I was also having night terrors of very gory situations that would change and it's not because of the TV I was watching. Do you think spirit has the ability to influence our dreams and nightmares? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because that's subconscious playground. Like we have thoughts above our head, if that makes any sense. Interesting. Some people actually connect with their loved ones through dreams specifically. SJ from Instagram asks, when they come to us in dreams, are they really visiting? I believe, I mean, at least in my experience with other people, that is a kind of connection. I've always just known in my heart that my the two important women in my life, my grandma and my mom, that they're together on the other side. I've just always said it. I've jokingly made, uh, you know, comments about them like partying together, literally. I'm like, they're having a party, they're decorating, like they're literally like best friends. 
Yeah, a couple years ago, I had a dream and it was more like a vision. I just saw my mom and grandma. They were at the edge of my bed and they were dressed up and they were young and they were laughing and like twirling their dresses and like like two girls kicking like and I like fully believe they just came to say hi. I I love that experience. I love that you had that experience and I love that they were young and dressed up. That's another thing some people are like wait, but so-and-so was older when they died. It's like, well, when they realize that they're dead, they can look back at their life, like the photo album and be like, yo, I want to be this age again, you know? Exactly. Or so long as you understand that's who you're looking at, they they want you to see them as, you know, you know, if they're offering you comfort, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're like, hey, we're good. We're, we're having a great time. And, and it's wonderful that they were able to reach out to you like that. People are interested in that. And sometimes... They don't have anybody in front of them to be like, oh my God, what? You see ghosts? Tell me what you've seen. Yeah, this is good because I don't think about it so much anymore. I'm just like, yep, I saw my dad the other day, you know, like. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy, Rebecca. <laughs> so when it comes to people that I know, it's not scary. I was, I had a few panic attacks in um, a very haunted theater. It's uh, Thalian Hall, which is one of the oldest fully operational theaters left in the country. It's seen a lot. Um, I made something angry because I cleansed a chair and I didn't properly release it because I was still learning at the time how to do basic things. Uh, so it was just bouncing along the wall and it was just kind of hitting me. Like, And it's not so much like me falling over physically. It was me falling over mentally. But I'm about to go on and I feel like I'm going to throw up everywhere. Like I had just gotten done crying. Fortunately, the role did not require any makeup, so it was fine. And I get the sense that my dad has just walked in. And dad and I had a very tough relationship when um, dad was alive. Uh, dad uses she, her pronouns. So if I start using pronouns, that's that. And I'm just like, why are you here? We, we, we did not end well. We did not have a good, like, there's a lot of issues between us and she was just like I've got this like there's a lot going on I need you to know that I've got this and you need to go on stage and do what you need to do and she was just there to offer support which is also fascinating because in life there's a lot of issue with me feeling supported I was doing a lot of emotional healing during that show uh, because it finally made me stop and reanalyze my relationship with my dad and how things could have been different and how they were also the same. And so once again, mental health, I'm an advocate for mental health. I'm like, please get your help that you need. You mentioned something about cleansing. I bought a sage stick yesterday. I'm like, oh, Rebecca said that you need to sage the corners, like the upper corners. Sometimes they're in there like stuck in the corner. So yeah. my, my boyfriend's like, what are you doing? What are you? And I'm like in the shower trying to get the corner with the sage stick. So while we're on the subject and you said something about bad cleansing, you know, how do we cleanse our house? Yeah, I, I need you to know how much I love how, the image of you in the shower. You should be like, I've got to get the corner. I was like, this smoke has got to hit that corner. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't want something in the, especially in the corner of the shower, no. like up staring at me. Like, you even mm. made that movement like it's in the corner and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want anything in the corner. <laughs> Some people will use uh, water. Some people will use smoke. Um, some people will use salt. 
some people will use energy. Um, I am at the place where I like using tools, but if I need to, I will go in and I will shoot energy out in order to cleanse a space. All of the stakes practice. Let's, so let's go with the sage just because. Let's go with the sage. Yeah, let's go with the sage. It's, it, it's not too on that biblical, biblical side. Yeah, because I'm not personally, but you know. Some I'm not like, either. How like, do I? I yeah. grew up Catholic, spoon-fed Catholic, uh-huh. that kind of Catholic. So now I'm like, whoosh. the only thing I do yeah. love about Catholics, though, is like they believe in the good and the bad. And like that is as black and white as it gets. <laughs> and in that sense, I'm a very black and white person. I'm like, I know there's good and bad. I know there's ghosts. So like in that sort of sense, I'm like, go Catholics. But in, with the other stuff, I'm like, uh-uh, you traumatized me as a kid. Yeah. You made me believe I, I was going to hell as like a six-year-old every five seconds. Plus yeah. I'm gay. I'm I'm a messed up child because of Catholic. So I'm not Catholic I hear you. anymore. I'm not Catholic yeah. anymore. And that's the thing. You took what resonated with you from what you're raised with, what your beliefs may have been at some time. Um, and also I see you, I was raised Southern Baptist, which not getting into that, um, but <laughs> that whole trauma thing, that whole never feeling like enough, afraid of going to hell, like all the time. They really do know how to traumatize the shit out of you, don't they? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But that's, that's a whole, of st- we're not getting into that. Um, I've got it in my hands and basically what I'll do is I'll, I'll whisper the intent into the sage. Um, you can do this out loud or you can just like think it right. Um, my intention when I usually cleanse the space is making an intention, anything that does not serve my higher being and my greater purpose is not welcome here. You don't have to cleanse out everything. A lot of people are like, oh, but I like my ghost, but I hate that thing in the corner. Like, okay, get that thing out in the corner. It just, if your ghost is good, you don't need to move it. Yeah. Like I say in my head, like my spirit guides can stay, but everything else needs to go. Anything dark needs to go a white light only. That's what I say. Is that even like that? Okay. Yeah. You want to crack a back door or a back window of your residence. So that way, anything you're pushing out has somewhere to go. I made the mistake of not pushing the thing out, like at Thalian Hall, for example. So, you know, something to consider, but Start from, uh, some people like to actually start from the back of their house and work forward and then push it out their front door. Mm. Um, I like to go in clockwise each room with my element. Um, it's, it's, I like using smoke because you can see it rise along the wall and you can see where it's going. You're creating a visualization for yourself. You're mm. creating the space that is cleaner. Big thing to do once you go around, um, state your intention for the space. Um, it can change per room. Like if you're in your bedroom and you want to be like, this is a place of a good time, but also some rest. That is fine. Have a good time. You know, like you can do that. Um, Well, I know what I'm doing today. Exactly. (laughs) You can do that. Um, I'm setting the intention for the hanky panky. (laughs) That's honestly, that's fine. You might be surprised by how much you get over time. (laughs) Oh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, girl. Okay, so you guys, she does these fabulous TikToks where she reenacts the actual conversations she had with ghosts. She interacts with these ghosts and then she puts them on TikTok in such a fabulous, great, productive way. She does costumes. She does the voice changes. Like, it's very entertaining. But it's also very real, and I would love to know about this. Like, please tell us about 
your daily communication with these ghosts that have become part of your life? I'll, I'll start out by saying I don't post all of my experiences. There are some spirits who are all about it. Um, if you are familiar with George, he loves the clout. Uh, he's claiming followers at this point, which I don't know how to feel I about that. Dead. Oh my God. I, I love George because he's the one that's like, oh yeah, that one over there is really into you. Ugh, he waits outside for you every day. A little blind. He's talking about Rupert, which is yeah. the other the other ghost that Rebecca talks to every day that walks her home every night. I'm telling you, you guys, it's so good. You got to find her on TikTok. <laughs> Rebecca, tell us about Rupert, though, because I feel like that was the first one that people became emotionally invested in. Yeah, Rupert... Uh my journey with him um it's funny when people post things like oh this is like a telenovela i'm like yeah <laughs> rupert was very much in a state of kind of the in between the fugue i think he got lost uh over the last 200 years he's a english soldier uh that came over during the american revolution he's had to do a lot of work to remember who he was and you find this with really old spirits they forget who they were and it's a whole kind of thing. I live in a bus. So we were going away for the winter because we didn't have much jobs due to the pandemic. He got very desperate. Yeah, because you came back and he was like being very indifferent and aloof almost, yeah. right? He was like yeah. mad at you. Literally, I when I came back once over the winter to shoot something for YouTube, um, I nearly started like crying right before I went in to shoot because he acted like he didn't know me at all. Um, and that can happen with spirits. Uh, if they don't know how to ground themselves and do things for themselves, they can forget. But since then, uh, we've come a long way and he's really sweet. He doesn't he doesn't so much care about the TikTok fame. He's just more like, okay, so this means you're thinking about me? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Well, the interesting um, thing I took from Rupert was like, you were telling him about the pandemic. Yeah. And, and he was like, what are these face coverings? And you're like, people just have to wear them so we don't get sick. I just, I was just like, I don't know what's happening right now, but I am so involved in this. I'm like, I have to get this girl on my, my podcast. Like she's <laughs> fabulous. Uh, once they understand where they are and what they're doing, uh, take George, for example, he changes his outfit. He will wear what is fashionable according to what he sees other people wearing. And he'll be like, oh, it's spring, so I can wear a lighter jacket. Um, or, oh, That's it's crazy. evening, so I have my top hat. Uh, he's had and these spirits before. have chosen not to move on. They have chosen not to. Um, and that's important to note as well. Uh, once again, spirits, they, they have their own personal choices to make. George loves the drama of court. He lives for it a bit too hard. Uh, but that's what he loves. Now he loves TikTok. Um, can you tell us like one of the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Okay. Um, I took a group up to a place called Gallows Hill, which is just how it sounds. Many people were killed at Gallows Hill and many of them are buried underneath a house that's now sitting on Gallows Hill. So bad stuff all around. Um, there's a lot of dudes up to no good they they like to push people they have scratched people before i've seen this with my own eyes um i often tell pregnant women not to step on the grounds i got the sense that something was following me home i was walking home rupert was not with me because i didn't go down there so i'm walking home and i'm feeling this very odd 
tightness on the back of my shoulder blade. And it, it's wild to say, but it was like these long claws that were going into my shoulder blade. And it's not like a physical pain. It's more like small knots that you feel in your muscle, right? And I realized that something was holding on to my shoulder blade from the sense that I was getting behind me. It was tall. It was very thin. Um, the, uh, the limbs were very long and thin and it was kind of stooped o- over and kind of like just latching there. That's creepy. I immediately started to pull up my energy up and try to shove it out because I was like, no, 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 no. Like you don't get to touch me. You, no, 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 no. And as I was doing that, I started to hear like the screeching noise. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not fun. That's what I'm hearing inside of my head. Okay. That's scary. So you heard like a creature basically. Yes, it was screaming at me because it wasn't wanting to let go. Fortunately, I'm with a partner who is very supportive and also has his own spiritual practices that uh, we can kind of support each other in that. I called him up and I said, I'm not stepping foot on our property until this thing is off of me and gone get some tools out like basically we did a cleansing on the street which in hindsight i'm like if anybody drove by and saw that they were probably like what the you know like like, what in the wilmington is this and what's funny in other cultures some might consider that an exorcism exorcisms don't have to be nearly as dramatic as tv makes it out to be i remember once it was off and it was done and i i stepped onto my property where we had set up wards I was so exhausted, I nearly fell down. Say we go to a haunted location, like how do we shield ourselves? Oh, hey, it comes back to that word, intention. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, okay, let's say you're going to a haunted location and you don't want anything to follow you home. Great. You, You get up to your car and before you step in, you don't have to say it out loud, but you can just say it, you know, project it through your thoughts. Say no one is allowed to follow me home. What would you like to do with your gift? What is your main goal? Do you want to have a TV show? Do you want to be Rebecca the Ghost Guide? When it is safe, I do want to travel more. And I want to break the understanding that all of it has to be scary and all of it has to be bad. So if that means being on a TV show, if that means being on podcasts, if that means writing uh, either a book or a play or a TV show or something like that, curiosity without being driven or held back by fear. Wow. So great. It's like, there's just something much bigger than what we're physically experiencing. So I want to thank my guest, Rebecca, the ghost guide. She is fabulous. You guys go check out her TikTok. She can sing. She's a fabulous actress. She does incredible story TikToks. Rebecca, where can we find you? And what would you like to promote today? All right. So as you said, I am Rebecca. That's R-E-B-E-K-A-H, the ghost guide on TikTok. I am also on YouTube where I post my lives and I also do informational content as well as uh, some investigative type things. That YouTube is Quirks and Conjure. And of course, if you want to check out the Instagram, that is Rebecca the Ghost Guide or Quirks and Conjure or both if you really want to follow both. Thank you so much for coming on, Rebecca, and indulging us and answering all the questions that people want to know. Take the robe off. Exactly. <laughs> it's not fooling anybody. Take the robe off. Oh, my God. You know, Rebecca, I gave that so much power. And they knew. That's why they were wearing the robe. They're 
is another plane of existence. There's a spiritual plane of existence. Um, and our understanding can either make it a friendlier place to be or a scarier place to be. It's, it's really the work that you do now while you're alive will affect what you do when you pass. It's not just Ghost Adventures and the Dead Files. I can see Rebecca the Ghost Guide. I can see it happening. So uh, you guys, check that out. She's fabulous. Make sure to log on to the Patreon. I want to thank all my subscribers. I want to thank everyone that donates to the podcast monthly, people that donate to the Patreon. You are so great, and I really appreciate you. Every download, every time you listen, every time you DM me about a specific part of the podcast, anything, it just it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel seen. So make sure to check out Pretty Smart on Netflix October 8th. And then message me immediately and be like, I think I know. I think I saw you. I think I know what's happening. So once again, go check out Rebecca the Ghost Guide. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye, terrible kids. Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Leanne.